It's time for another episode of Corner of the Galaxy from the Box, the show that gets you behind the scenes of the LA Galaxy and into the minds of soccer reporters and MLS experts. Your hosts for the day are Corner of the Galaxy's Josh Gessman and LA Times soccer reporter Kevin Baxter. Let's start the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Corner of the Galaxy from the Box on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I'm your host, Josh Gessman, coming to you on a Monday, December 19th. The LA Galaxy and Major League Soccer getting ready to unveil their full season schedules coming up just, you know, less than probably 12 or 13 hours from now. So that'll come out on Tuesday, of course, because we have a show on Monday night. We won't get to talk about that. Uh, probably have a show on Thursday. Still sort of feeling that out, but we'll be able to talk about that. Other news, LA Galaxy signed two goalkeepers. Exciting. It's the same two goalkeepers that you knew from last year. Maybe less exciting. We'll talk about that. Maybe that was a good signing. Maybe it wasn't. Certainly some questions to be asked about Jonathan Bond and now his cementing his leadership role in that position. Uh, and then, of course, there was a leaked release of a second jersey. Uh, we'll see. I know some people like it. I might not be one of those people. That's okay. They always grow on me anyway. You know how that goes. Uh, so we have that. There's little rumors about uh, Josh Drack possibly leaving LA Galaxy 2 heading to Nashville. Um, and then maybe somebody who played in a World Cup coming to the LA Galaxy. Although, as usual, the links are, are pretty are pretty, pretty thin, to say the least. Uh, no, Ke- Kevin is actually flying back from Qatar uh, all day tomorrow. Um, so we expect that we will have him whenever we resume after the holiday break after the new year we get back and feel everything good and just to remind you where the la galaxy are and how everything is going 68 days now until the la galaxy face off against lafc at the rose bowl right that's coming up quickly and now inside of 20 days just 19 days for the la galaxy until they report for preseason so everything quickly wrapping up um when you look at the la galaxy and the roster that they're sort of putting together uh, it, it certainly seems likely that um you know, there's going to be a couple more signings, but there's there's not that much room there. So we're going to talk a little bit about that here in, in just a little bit. By the way, um, I hope everybody's doing good. I'm exhausted after this weekend. I, I can guarantee you one thing. Our podcast will not reach the heights of the World Cup over the weekend. Uh, there was World Cup watching. Uh, as you know, at the out of train club, I was out there for about 20 hours this weekend doing that stuff as well. So World Cup, uh, Messi, uh, Mbappe just going crazy. Uh, that was that was one of those uh, those things that you could watch or you could listen to um, over and over and over again. In fact, I, I think I'm ready for my third or fourth watching of that entire game. So that was fun. You know, Qatar actually put on as far as the footballing goes, uh, Qatar put on one heck of a show. Um, that was some of the most intriguing 
uh, soccer we've seen for a while and to see Argentina uh, finally lift it there at the end to unseat the defending champions in France. I mean, it had all the drama, everything that you wanted um, in terms of the footballing side. So uh, I, I think, you know, if you're looking at the soccer side of things, it was, it was probably pretty successful from a lot of ways. Um, I, I can guarantee I don't I don't think we're going to have any Galaxy games as exciting as that World Cup final. Uh, coming up and maybe that's maybe that's sad but I, I think for most galaxy fans you were already under the impression that you were never going to see a game as exciting as the game that Zlatan uh, first made his debut and I, I sort of resigned to that as well uh, but you you're you're comforting in knowing that you've seen history uh, in itself so uh, be comforted in that with the world cup and everything else that is going on right so really interesting galaxy uh, I should warn you ahead of time um, it probably a shorter show tonight. There's not a ton to talk about. I think I've laid out most of the stuff. Uh, a shout out to a couple of listeners um, uh, who who made it out to the uh, the train club. By the way, I did get to see some people. Noah was out there with his family. I think Rudy. I think your your wife or your girlfriend and and your kids were out there as well. She said hi. There may have been one or two more. So I appreciate you guys coming out and saying hi. Super super uh, awesome for for everybody to stop by and and do some stuff. We had over three thousand riders. Um, passengers over the over the two uh, two days, so it was it was a lot. It felt like a lot, um, and and the World Cup and everything else. Now the Galaxy and the schedule kicking off, and Christmas is coming up. I just it's it's the perfect time to take a break soon, and then to like take one last deep breath and know that it is just all out uh, until the season starts. So this is where we are right now. The Galaxy had 23 players on the roster. Remember, Jonathan Bond showed as being under contract before uh, they announced this contract that came up. And the Galaxy, uh, again, announced, announced that Jonathan Bond got a contract extension. Bond is under contract through the end of 2024, and then he has a club option for 2025. So under club control for 23 and 24, um, and then if they want for 25 as well. So two plus one, uh, again, for Jonathan Bond. Uh, and then uh, the news that sort of came out after that was Jonathan Klinsman signed a deal as well. Let's talk about Jonathan Bond first, because it's something that we told you here on this podcast um, that uh, he had already signed this contract, uh, I think, in the summer sometime. So the fact that this just gets announced now is one of those weird, quirky MLS things, I would imagine, um, or LA Galaxy things. I mean, it would have been, could you imagine, and, and I think we said this before, could you imagine the LA Galaxy announcing that Jonathan uh, Bond had a contract announcement or, or a contract extension whenever they were currently out of the playoffs? It was running through that summer rut that where they weren't very good and things weren't happening for them. And can you imagine that sort of coming out and, and how upset everybody was? I don't know that they molded that for this reason, but it worked out, I think, okay for them. Uh, but there's going to be a lot of pressure. I, you know, I, I think one, the Jonathan Bond signing was uh, obviously we already knew it was coming and was knew it was expected. But but Jonathan Bond, I think, has a lot to prove this season. Um, you saw him have some improvements, and I think the improvements came because of the defense, right? In 2021, he had four clean sheets, and that was not a great LA Galaxy defensive team. I don't think that's an understatement. He ended up making 121 saves in that season as well, right? So uh, was really put under the gun. This year, he makes 91 saves, right, in 2022. 91 saves, seven clean sheets, so you see improvements there. But the save percentage actually went down as well, so 70.8 to 64.1. Certainly, you can expect that Jonathan Bond will improve with the defense improving in front of him. Um, 
And I think that the addition of Gaston Brugman in there, um, obviously the addition of Ricky Pouge, who, who allowed the LA Galaxy to hold the ball more and do more things. I think that that obviously, and this is like, you know, the understatement of the year, obviously helped Jonathan Bond in his positions where he was going, right? So the, the Galaxy did sort of thrive down that last 13 games of the season. Jonathan Bond, in turn, had a good performance. There's, there's certainly, I think, some fair criticism of Bond. Um, and I think that comes from just his distribution. And, and when you look at Greg Vanny and what he wants, I think out of a goalkeeper, he wants somebody who can distribute, right? Um, if you look at his passing percentage in 2021, it was 81.5. His passing percentage in 2022 was 74.5. So backwards, you know, um, there's a, he, he had, he had some good long balls actually. And I think a lot of times we question sort of his distribution where it goes. He had more accurate long balls in 2022 than in 2021, but only marginally. Right. So those types of things, um, short passing actually decreased in 2022 whether that's a positioning thing or vanny wanted less playing out of the back it certainly seems that the the stats at least um lead you to believe that they wanted to go a little bit longer so we had a little bit longer accurate passing a little less short passing maybe the galaxy's defense didn't have as much possession as well so jonathan bond is an interesting goalkeeper He's valuable because he's domestic, right? And, and we've talked about that before. Jonathan Bond being a domestic player, not an international player, makes him very valuable within Major League Soccer. And I certainly think that if you look at him in terms of goalkeeping, you know, uh, across the whole league, he's he's an average goalkeeper. He was about 14th or 13th uh, along there in goals against and save percentage, those types of things. He was sort of in that middle of the pack. We haven't seen, and maybe just on rare occasions we've seen, we haven't really seen him stand on his head all that much. In the games the Galaxy win, he seems comfortable. In the games the Galaxy lose, a lot of times you're sitting there saying, I don't necessarily know that he made mistakes, but the ball found the back of the net. So I really want to see what happens in 2023. If the LA Galaxy are able to shore up the defense, and we're, we're sort of pointing at this uh, this year as the year the defense really starts to pull it together. It has improved every single year under Greg Vanny, um, and so we're expecting to see that next one. But there's a center back question with 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 Caceres maybe not coming back, um, and it still sort of seems to be pointed that direction. I haven't heard anything yet. It is a priority of mine to make sure I talk to Greg Vanny here shortly, whether that's right before Christmas or whether it's in between the two holidays or whether it's right when everything gets back. I want to have Greg Vanny on the show um, and sort of just take his temperature on everything. And remember, you're talking to sporting director Greg Vanny as well. So this isn't just head coach Greg Vanny, who was also being the GM, but they didn't want to tell everybody that he was the GM as well. But he's now the sporting director, so he really is in charge of all the moves that are going on. So we want to talk to Greg. Casares uh, is, is certainly a big question. You know, uh, perhaps Aaron Long as a substitute at center back to bring that in. I think the Galaxy are looking at two spots where they're looking for starters and improvements. One is at center back, and I think one is at wing. Uh, you have Samuel Grancier and you have Douglas Costa now who are your wingers. Uh, you can probably slot some others in there, but in terms of pure wingers, those are sort of your guys, and I wouldn't even consider Costa a pure, pure winger anymore. He probably plays better interior, but the Galaxy is probably a little slow to actually play that interior move, and he would get in the way of Ricky Pooch as well. So that's probably not going to happen. So there's that spot there. And whether or not Douglas Costa is a long-term hold for the LA Galaxy, or at least through this year. Remember, his contract runs through this year. So when we look at the LA Galaxy trying to improve the defense, for me, I'm looking at a center back, right? I'm looking at uh, possibly, and and you can't even say that there are really, they're light any other positions. You look at right back, Julian Araujo and Kelvin Leardam. You know, Leardam is a veteran player, 
But Julian Araujo is going to get every opportunity to start and to play, right? Um, you can look at Chase Gasper and Raheem Edwards. You may not love either of those guys, but I don't know that you're going to find a huge improvement from anywhere that you, in terms of where they want to spend that money. Already spending some money on Raheem Edwards. Already spending some money on Chase Gasper, right? So you combine those, and they should split most of the minutes and how they do it. Not saying that's perfect, by the way. In fact, that's probably one of the big issues on that left side is Raheem Edwards is not a true defender. Chase Gasper is more a stay-at-home defender, but how do you use him as a stay-at-home defender and still keep your offense where you send the wingers forward and you ask them attack and you ask them to run back? Chase Gasper is less attuned to that uh, you know, outside-back role where he has to get forward a lot. So there's all these little tweaks that Greg Vanny has to look at to making. And I think one of those is a center back, right? If you get somebody like Aaron Long, uh, I think Matt Hedges just uh, just signed somewhere else. And he was, you know, a possibility of sort of that second tier. Aaron Long still seems to be that that guy that the Galaxy would probably target. And when you look at the guy who he Aaron Long would be replacing in Derek Will, Williams, right? Derek Williams was also a domestic player, right? Didn't take up an international slot. I think for right now, the LA Galaxy actually have eight of eight international slots filled. They're roster compliant on the international slots. I expect them to go over that again. Um, but that's sort of where we're at um, with that. So I think that the Galaxy are going to be targeting those particular ones. Uh, let's get to some super chats here because they're stacking up, but I want to make sure I get to them. Uh, Jonathan out in Colorado. Hey, Jonathan, certainly appreciate it. Miss you, bud. Hope everything's going well out there. Jonathan gave us a $20 super chat. Appreciate that. He says, Merry Christmas, Josh. I'm hoping Santa brings us a new, new front o- front office leadership. He's bringing Klein a lump of coal. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, you cheat, you get caught, you get coal. That's that seems that seems pretty fair. Thank you for that $20 super chat, Jonathan. Really appreciate it. Uh, what the talks is trying to jump the curve on the on the Di Maria um, possibly coming home in the general direction of the LA Galaxy, perhaps. Remember that rumor was out there. People said no, and then he went and scored five goals in the in the uh, in the World Cup in the entire tournament. Um, so so the man knows how to do what he needs to do. Uh, he was born in 1988, right? So um, I actually have some stats on him because I, I looked it up a little bit. I was I was I was paying attention to that one. Um. But whenever I look at him and and sort of see, you know, 34 as a right winger, can you you could split time between him and Costa, right? I mean, let's be very honest that Costa is not a 90 minute player. I don't know that Di Maria is a 34 game, 90 minute player, right? Or maybe he is. And maybe Costa's that replacement. I mean, Costa comes in against tired legs. It really sucks that you have to talk about uh, a designated player as a somebody who comes off the bench and you feel like you got rid of that a little bit whenever Kevin Gabral went. But if you look back at what happened with Douglas Costa, there is there is, uh, you know, something to say that he's not going to be that everyday starter and, and maybe nor should he be. Could the Galaxy buy him out? Yes. Um, and so, you know, that's still something that sort of has to be figured out. So two dollars super chat from what, though? I appreciate that. Uh, Scott, we certainly appreciate you, Scott, a $50 super chat says, Merry Christmas, geez. We do need an announcement about the front office as we're losing confidence with the galaxy. Have a Merry Christmas, everyone. Scott, Merry Christmas to you. Happy holidays. Certainly appreciate that. Just, I say, just wait. I don't have any inside information. I'm not telling any, telling you anything that you, that you haven't already heard from me, but the path of least resistance, a lot of times the best way not to make waves uh, and if you're the LA Galaxy, the path of least resistance is to let Chris Klein's contract expire, assuming he hasn't signed a new contract, is let his contract expire at the end of the year, which we assume is up 
on January 30 or on uh, December 31st. We assume. Don't know that that's correct. Um, so that's the path of least resistance. And that means that that announcement can come anytime in January, right? I mean, really, they're in no hurry to, to say it, but, you know, they might let things die down. They might want the fervor of the, the season to build. You really don't have to say anything. But the bottom line is Chris Klein is not involved in any sporting decisions or any soccering decisions, right? So, so nothing on the field or anything like that until May. I mean, could they say that, you know, in May they say, oh, well, by the way, we never we never renewed his contract, so he's no longer with the club. They could. And by that time, there's games being played and all that stuff. I would hope that that wouldn't be left hanging at the long because I really think there is a, uh, you know, there is something to be said about the fact that uh, you have a guy who's suspended, who was in charge of a lot of things. And even while I get the feeling that this was not 100% his fault in terms of that, it happened under his watch. And we talked about that before. So, um, Scott, hang in there. Uh, and I think everybody needs to hang in there. I've been watching the Discord. There's a lot of people who are sky is falling right now. And I'll say the LA Galaxy finished very strongly in the league. Let's see how they play this game. Let's see who Greg Vandy gets to, to fill the designated player spot or spots, depending on if they keep Douglas Costa, right? So just have a little faith. And I don't think that they've earned that because uh, <laughs> they haven't. But this is Greg Vanny, and and for the most part, that's quote-unquote new blood in the front office there, and he's making the decisions. Let's see what the Galaxy prioritize and which way they go. So we talked about Jonathan Bond um, getting his contract renewal, right? So that was one of the things we talked about. Um and I think it's going to be a big year for him again around the defense and how he goes. You want to see him ascending. I think with the proper defense in front of him, if you don't ask him to be a world beater every single night, uh, and certainly in 2021, he was more of a shooting target than he was a goalkeeper, right? Um, if you ask him not to do that, I think he could be a very solid top 10, maybe even top five goalkeeper in the league. But you need a good defense to go along with that. Um, because I don't think he's, you know, Jaime Pinedo was probably the best LA Galaxy goalkeeper I've ever seen in terms of shot stopping ability. The guy could just pull miracles out of his hat on a regular basis, right? I didn't think he was best day to day. Uh, I still think Donovan Ricketts, the first version of, of Donovan Ricketts is probably the best goalkeeper the LA Galaxy have ever had. Uh, not second, not second version. Uh, so, you know, that's, that's what I'm saying. You want to see him be comfortable. He looks like he's comfortable. He's engaged. He's feeling sort of that that settledness in Los Angeles. I know he loves it here. He talks about it anytime you want to talk about it, he loves being here. So he really seems to want to be here. A lot of times people talk about guys who fight for the crest and well, these are the guys you have to have. Um, I think that you, if, if, you're, if you're asking about Jonathan Bond and sort of his bond, no, no pun intended, his bond with the LA Galaxy, it's a pretty strong one. Um, so I don't know that you could have a guy who who wants to win, who wants to be successful in LA, you know, as as much. I don't know that there are other guys out there who could be even more above that. But Jonathan Bond wants to win, and he likes to win, and he likes being in LA. Those can be good things as long as he doesn't get uh, complacent through that. I would say uh, uh, Greg Vanny said Jonathan has been a steady influence in the team for the past two seasons. Uh, we are pleased to reach an agreement to extend the contract. I wonder if Greg Vanny actually writes these. For the most part, I'm pretty sure PR writes these and says, hey, Greg, is this something you would say? Um, but anyway, uh, short and sweet on a contract that was done a very, very long time ago. Uh, Victor, by the way, Victor gave us a $20 super chat. Thank you, Victor. Certainly appreciate that. Happy holidays to you. Hope everything is going well for, for everybody there. Um, 
Let's talk about Jonathan Klinsman because my phone just told me. My phone just told me that's a Landon Donovan gets left off of the World Cup roster. Uh, Jonathan Klinsman tweet reference, just in case you're wondering. No, I haven't forgotten. Uh, not that I overly care. It wouldn't be something I would actually bring up with him. But it's just it's fun to reminisce about those days, isn't it? Um, so Jonathan Klinsman signs a new contract. He had an option decline. So the LA Galaxy uh, put him on the roster. Now 24 roster spots filled. I think we talked about that. Six, basically, that they can still fill. Um, and that they have time to fill. Again, I expect two signings, two big signings, possibly three to sort of be like, okay, those are it, and then that's it. Um, then you're going to fill in some of the other things that are that are coming around. So J- Jonathan Klinsman is a really interesting case for for all of these things. I mean, the guy played three games, you know, in the regular season for the LA Galaxy. Got some other ones, right? Played some other ones, did some other things, played in US Open Cup. How much can you really look at him and say, oh, well, you know, the Open Cup is such a great test for what Jonathan Klinsman can do. Having said that, um, he's a good goalkeeper. Uh, And so I really think that uh, what you're looking for Jonathan Klinsman is, is if anything ever happened to Jonathan Bond, I actually think that Klinsman seems like he's a solid backup. Don't know what the deal is. Don't know in terms of, you know, don't know how for how much it's for and don't know how much the LA Galaxy are, have total outlay on, you know, um, all of their their goalkeepers. But they had three on the senior team last year. Um, you know, as far as I'm concerned, Richard Sanchez as the third goalkeeper can can keep being the third goalkeeper. I don't think it's ever going to get down to uh, Richard Sanchez playing. And then you have to look at development, right? You have Richard Sanchez on the senior team. So that way you don't have your your goalkeeper that should be starting in Galaxy 2 games up with the senior team not playing. You have guys down there who are playing. So Sanchez really is like the odd man out here. And it'll be interesting to see if like that that remains, right? Like he's going to come back and play that role again. Uh, for the most part, it's almost like the backup goalkeeper in uh, in hockey where they just they should just dress somebody and sort of set them there and either team can use them. Um, so <laughs> anyway, uh, what the says, uh, the answer to the question for when was the last time Di Maria was, was here. Uh, and it was back in 2012, according to what the, when Real Madrid came to StubHub. Um, and he says, I still have nightmares of him killing Brian Jordan, uh, down the right. Yeah. I mean, you know, we could talk to BJ and find out if he remembers that as well. Uh, you know, those are always the fun moments. Remember when AJ Del Garza was playing against some of these guys and was like, you know, stuffing people and doing all that stuff. I just I those those moments always stick with me in, in terms of how they go. Uh, just those big games you get at those games, even if you lose seven to one, uh, just the little minor victories that, that sort of happen. So Jonathan Klinsmans comes back. He is signed basically through this year. It's one plus one. Uh, there's a club option for 2024. So keeping options open for the Galaxy, probably more than happy to bring a lot of these guys back, right? So you're bringing this core back. You have a core. You're bringing these ancillary pieces back as well. It's very comfortable. And therefore, you're not rebuilding, right? I, I love there was there's we always knew this. There was no rebuilding this this offseason, right? That was never going to happen. And in terms of the sanctions the Galaxy have against them, it actually works out OK for the Galaxy, right? Because for the most part, we see this team set. I told you there's 24 roster spots filled. It doesn't mean you can't move people out and fill up more, but that's only six more people. You expect, again, that you're going to get a winger and a center back. You can probably fold those people into the into how the this team wants to play in the preseason pretty easily. There's already an established pattern of preseason around these guys, right? So 
for me, I think it makes a ton of sense that you're, you're not going to miss a whole bunch. The only problem is the LA Galaxy and their difference-making signings have to happen now. So no international transfers. Um, and if you go on our Discord, uh, Romero is, is in there uh, certainly talking with, with some facts behind him as well, but is talking about how you know the LA Galaxy might be able to use LA Galaxy 2 to sort of load people in and then loan up players Um possibly with ITCs. But I think that's really interesting because those are different leagues. And if you're outside of different leagues, even inside the country, I'm pretty sure you still need an ITC, uh, but maybe not on a loan. There's, there's, some, there's some gray areas there, and I don't expect the LA Galaxy are going to have a lot of uh, luck in convincing the league to let them play in those gray areas right now. Um, so anyway, so uh, just sort of pay attention to you know, Jonathan Klinsman and where he sits now is the 24th player. The next six spots where the LA Galaxy are going to be filling winger, center back, uh, possibly some depth behind Brugman, although they have players, just not a lot of proven stuff. Daniel Aguirre needs to get more playing time. Um, Johnny Perez needs to get in there as well. But there, again, I think Vanny is going to look and you're going to find that you're going to get some maybe MLS veterans that are coming in to sort of fill in some of these these smaller spots right Victor Vasquez goes up to Toronto uh you're going to lose his leadership I, I think Vanny is acutely aware that he's going to need somebody who hopefully still has some legs to be able to fill some of those leadership voids Sasha Kleshin's another question about whether or not he will be back and whether or not uh you'll see him sort of in that leadership role or what role he will have with the LA Galaxy we need to check in with Sasha sort of before the season starts too he was away in uh in Qatar doing his his thing for Fox and and sort of their their Twitter side of things uh looks like he might be back now or, or headed back so um check in sort of see where that is as well there's not a lot of room is what I'm saying so you're looking for probably two big high impact signings that's what I'm focused on right now to see if the LA Galaxy pull that off two big um you know impact signings definitely a designated player I imagine that DP is at the winger spot and I still think that Aaron Long, especially with Matt Hedges off the market, Aaron Long certainly seems to be the number one target. He was above Matt Hedges in terms of 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 want. Uh, but I would imagine that the LA Galaxy are still very focused on Aaron Long and, and trying to bring him in. If they don't get him, and remember that happened last year where they were focused in on a bunch of players who, uh, you know, whether it was Albert Rusnak or Ilya Sanchez or Kellen Acosta, um, they were trying to bring in some people and they didn't do that, right? They ended up going with Mark Delgado. And listen, it worked out because in the summer, they were able to get Ricky Pouge and Gaston Brugman, right? But they're not going to have the summer to do that. So you really have to have to pay attention to it. Uh, that's sort of where I see the, the roster building stuff. Let's get to a little bit uh, different stuff. Let's talk about the leaked uh, second kit, right? That the, the one I said I assumed would be navy blue could in fact be teal and yellow. Uh, the pictures coming to us from an Adidas store in France. If you remember, this is where the last couple of leaks have come as well. It seems like this Adidas store doesn't know how to count um, or maybe they put stuff out on purpose uh, because it looks like they put them out just a little bit early. You're getting a teal and yellow with a mostly like teal, yellow and red uh, collar. I don't know if this is the replica. It seems like it may be a replica, usually because the authentics have a little bit flatter logo now, um, and they're usually heat applied, so that way they're they're not bulky or anything like that. So this could be a replica. Um, it's teal instead of navy blue. Uh, the yellow was expected as the secondary. If you remember the LA Galaxy sort of uh, 
hinted at this whenever they were looking at and putting out those surveys. I begin, I believe at the beginning of last year where they were talking about what colors would you like to do? And they're like, besides navy blue, which everybody picked navy blue, right? It was like, what colors would you like to see? As on the second kit, everybody's like navy blue. And they're like, it's it's one of these light blues or other things. They're like, oh, look, the other ones. Uh, yeah, and by the way, uh, LA Native correctly points out, I, I couldn't see, I assumed that there were no stars there, which also makes this a replica. The tag is also right where there could be stars, but obviously there needs to be five. We know that. Um, unless MLS decided to go back to one star again. Are we doing that again? I hope not. Let's not, let's not play that game. Um, but the, for the LA Galaxy, no stars, and that would also indicate it's a replica as well and not an authentic. So um, the teal green is certainly reminiscent of the tech green, uh, maybe a little bit different in terms of the shades of colors, not overly much. I'll say this. You are never, ever going to get an away kit or a second kit that was as good as the community kit. So whatever you put out here was going to be disappointing in my eyes. Um I think they try too hard on this. I think they probably should have fallen back to a clean looking navy blue that was reminiscent of some of those those earlier, you know, 2010, 2011, um, you know, second kits that that are very clean and and still sort of hold up. Now, the the whole deal here is that it's almost too close to, for me to the community kit to really be like like this is an original thought. It almost seems like let's just play. They like the community kit so much. Let's use the same color again. And that's not fair. I mean, I don't think any of this criticism about Jersey stuff is fair. I'm just telling you that whenever I saw it, I was underwhelmed by it. Does that mean it doesn't look really killer in person? It very well could. The other good news is that they're, you know, I will say they never wear this kit, but you know that they'll push it like the community kit that did the first year, and then they end up wearing the the white kit, the uh, the new home kit, whenever that one comes out next year, and this one gets relegated to a closet again. Uh, the bottom line is we run through these two-year cycles with the home kit, and then uh, the next year you get the new away kit for two years, right? And so all of this stuff sort of comes in there. Um, it, it, it does have some of that Los Angeles flag. It does have a little bit of the third kit reminiscence. If you remember of the, the L.A. flag third kit with the black and the, the yellow um, and the red. Uh, and I think a little bit of the green, maybe the same green. Uh, A.J. Del Garza pulled it out as one of his favorite L.A. kits, but he said only because it was different. Right. It wasn't like I didn't, I've never really loved that L.A. flag one. Some people swear by it, think it's like one of the best kits. The best kit was the was the the dark, 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 dark navy blue that they called Punjab blue uh, and gold, right? It was basically the black and gold uh, before there was black and gold inside the league. So uh, that one's always been my favorite third kit. But again, this is reminiscent of more of a third kit to me than it would be a second kit. I'm not saying the LA Galaxy are getting a third kit. I don't believe that. This leak seems to be authentic in terms of where it came from and sort of the history of it. So it does not surprise me. And I think I mentioned it a little bit. I did talk to somebody who was with the LA Galaxy front office and they asked if I had seen it. And I said, no, I haven't seen it. I go, I go, you guys usually do a pretty good job of keeping it from me. Um, and I said, but I assume it's navy blue because I, you know, and I almost said it was because because you wouldn't want to try to outdo the community kit. Um, and so for me, this is trying to outdo the community kit and you can't. That's the whole thing. You caught lightning in a bottle because you had a good design uh for the community kit this is this is you know teal and gold that's what this is which is cool and it's a throwback and again la flag i wonder what they're going to name it can we get names can you guys like hit the chat room and say names of uh of, of what you think they're going to call this kit um 
for the city, the for the city kit. That's what I'm calling it. I'm calling it for the city, right? What was the last one? City of dreams, city of stars. should have been city of stars, but they called it city of dreams kit. So, so <laughs> somebody said, oh, I, I thought somebody was going to say they're going to call it the community kit too. They're just all the second kits now are the community kit. That's how it works. Um, yeah, we'll see what the authentic looks like. Usually the authentic pulls in. Why in God's name did the two, do we have an authentic and a replica and besides costs, just the way that they look so different sometimes, I have no idea. Right. Certainly something they're calling it the green monster, the city of nightmares. All right. Good. I like it. I like that. We're getting some of these. The The L.A. Pride kit could be um, would think they would put more rainbow in there if they were going L.A. Pride kit. Uh, <laughs> the cancel city kit. I don't know if that one. I don't think that one's going to work. Excuse me while I take a take a sip. Usually get one or two sips during the whole show whenever I do this. So this is the kit that we believe is. Uh, is the one, the Klein out kit, uh, Klein's redemption kit. You, you guys, I swear can't do it. Can't take you anywhere. Nice. Um, so I, I believe I, it's my guess. That's accurate. I haven't been able to, to reach out to the galaxy, um, with everything that was going on this weekend and not that they're going to tell me either. So that's, you know, that's one of those things. Um, we'll see, maybe it'll, you know, as always, you know, the, the, the community kit is back there. It's in the center. You know, it's time to get it's time to move the community kit and it's time to get, you know, whatever. <laughs> what did I say I was going to call? It? I thought I had a good one. City of uh, yeah, City of Dreams. No, the City of Stars. It's the it's the L.A. I have no idea. Anyway, we'll we'll let you guys sort of come out. <laughs> L.A.'s second team kit that is by a certified Galaxy fan. So that's why it's funny. Uh, <laughs> the Carson kit. See, you guys. I love you guys. This is this is why you keep me on my toes. Always appreciate it. Two things. Uh, the DiMaria rumor, somebody was asking, and we were talking about it a little bit in, in this, is I just don't... Is it possible? Yes, there was hints last year that it was a possibility. That didn't come to any fruition, but sometimes these things have a longer shelf life than you expect. It is what I would consider a position of need, so you can't immediately dismiss it. The part you it's tough to get around is this. His contract is going to expire this summer. And if his contract expires this summer, it's the Galaxy can't sign him unless they get him now, which means that they might have to play Juventus or pay Juventus for him. So if you're taking that into account, harder to do, right? Um, not impossible, just harder to do. That's all. 34 years old. I mean, you know, you're looking at a two-year contract that I can see. Maybe three years. Maybe you take it to 37. Um, and and you can sort of put them in there. $10 million uh, uh, current market value, right? Sounds about right, but those are lagging as well. Certainly with his World Cup performance, you could expect that, that probably went up a couple million at least, right? Juventus is like, oh, well, that's a $15 million player now. So... Um, yeah, it's just, it, it's certainly not nothing that I can confirm. It's just that it's a position of need and seeing as his play in the World Cup was was outstanding, uh, especially for a guy who people were like, maybe, maybe not, uh, but was outstanding. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if there's more to it and, and we hear some more about it before it maybe dies because it's going to be too expensive. But uh, Angel de Maria is a name. Uh, certainly somebody who pull and put seats, uh, you know, put butts in seats. And we always, uh, it's certainly on this show, 
Uh, you either subscribe to to Josh's theory or you're wrong. That's what I always say. So stars and winning, you need them both. Um, and Di Maria is one of those guys who I think can can pull that off. So that's something. Uh, but again, focus on the wingers. I think you're going to find somebody who's a winger. Um, and that's going to be so. So watch for those rumors as they start to pop up. The other rumor that's out there right now is the Josh Drack. Josh Drack, defender for the LA Galaxy 2, uh, playing down in USL and apparently ready to sign a first team contract with Nashville. Josh is an interesting, it's an interesting case. Anytime you get any of these LA Galaxy 2 players um, and seeing sort of where they're at, you know, uh, as a defender and sort of where he's playing. I mean, the guy has had a lot of minutes, a lot of time in USL this year. Uh, I think he had about 2,200 minutes, something like that. Um, played well in in sort of the defense. There's there's little things I sit here and think, okay, you know, what does Greg Vanny see in terms of Josh Drack? And there's a lot of things because I saw, you know, the reports of the rumors on online. And then I saw people say, what is Greg Vanny thinking? Well, I mean, you don't know, one, that the LA Galaxy didn't offer him a first-team contract. And maybe they did. And maybe he decided that it wasn't enough and he wanted to go somewhere else. And maybe the Galaxy are like, well, it's not worth it to us to have him anymore. So you can't just say the Galaxy are just letting talent get away when you don't know if they tried to keep him, right? The other thing I look at is, like, passing and how... I, I figure that Greg Vanny wants passers on his team, Right. If you look at how they hold possession and what they do, the passing is probably one of the most important things. And for a defender, um, it's 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 certainly something that um, you know. I think Greg Vanny idolizes. And, and Mr. Provino, by the by the way, says, "What does it say that one of the best defenses in the league wants him?" Yeah, I mean, they may be willing to spend more money than the Galaxy in terms of how that goes, and and maybe that's a plus. Maybe that's just a, a position of where Nashville is in terms of their cap and their players and where they're focused their money on. Um, and maybe this is the type of player exactly that Nashville likes to pick up, which is a domestic defender, which is one of the reasons the Galaxy, you know, might think about keeping him. But, you know, a domestic defender, a guy who who can who can do a lot of different things on that defensive line, um, not the best long passer, certainly not the best passing accuracy in turn of terms of being on the attacking side, 70 percent, you know, only 82 percent on, on his side. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of forward passes for him, but not a lot of success. So you look at all these things and you can put it in. It's like maybe Greg Vanny doesn't value what Josh Drack has enough. And maybe Nashville does in terms of how they're trying to play and aren't as concerned about some of the passing. I think Drack is a really talented player, one of the better players on L.A. Galaxy 2. I'm sure we could have Christian Miles come on and talk about Josh Drack and what he saw from last season if this deal eventually ends up going through. Um, but always just keep in mind the things that happen around this. The other thing is maybe the galaxy have they're like, there's no room for you here in terms of what we have now. We don't plan on moving people in the very near future and we'd love to keep you. But if you need to go, then we're going to make sure that you go to where you want to go, or we're going to make sure that things happen to you. Greg Vanny so far has been a, a man manager that has allowed people to go when they wanted to go. Right. He's not going to be one of these guys who tries to hold people and is like, no, you have a contract, that type of thing. From what we've seen so far, Greg Vanny is absolutely in the same pail of, of Bruce Arena, which is you're not happy here. You want to go somewhere. Where do you want to go? Let's get you there. You know, and whether or not that and, and those things are long term plays. Right. Because if you look at Josh Strack and what eventually happens in Nashville, maybe things work out in Nashville up to a certain point, but you know, they're not going to sign another contract. And maybe he's like, I'd love to go back and play for the LA galaxy because Greg Vanny and the whole front office treated me so well while I was there. Um, you know, a lot of this stuff comes down to business, um, and how, it, how it goes. So again, 
you can always criticize, and I think that the LA Galaxy have earned all of the criticism that they have uh, had sent their way recently is after their their entire runs from 2017, and now the only legitimate playoff appearance was last year. So they're trending maybe in the right direction with a little more respect, um, but at the same time, I get questioning these deals. Usually I'll tell you very clearly that... Uh, you know, if you're an attacking player and you're down at LA Galaxy 2, it is going to be really hard for you to make any sort of headway onto that first team, right? They fill those roster spots with big names. They spend big money. You have to be head and shoulders some of the best players they've ever seen in order to be given even a shot at that first team because of how stacked it is. The defense is usually a player where you can expect somebody like Josh Track to make an impression, right? But you're also in the Marcus Vercranis. You're also in the Jalen Neal. And so who are they going to prioritize? Are you going to prioritize, you know, Josh Drack over Marcus Vercranis? Now, remember, Vercranis went on loan um, and wasn't even playing in the LA Galaxy organization at one point. I think he went on loan to Phoenix uh, for a little bit. So it's all about value judgments and you want to develop people in slots, right? You're, you're, it's great to hold on to talent, but if you don't have the ability to develop them because you have too many players and too many spots, sometimes that means you have to let some of your top, your upper level talent that maybe you don't think has as high upside as some of the younger kids who are coming through, you have to let them move, right? Uh, I remember talking to one LA Galaxy uh, front office person, we were talking about development and just the fact that whenever you decide to not play for the LA Galaxy anymore and you're not playing, that the time you lose of not being on the field is significant, right? And so the Galaxy need to maximize the amount of time and player uh, and minutes for players that they think are best in their options. Does it mean they get it right? No. No, because I think we've seen that they haven't, right? I know uh, certainly in the Discord, there were people talking about, oh, well, the Galaxy have to really develop their academy. The Galaxy have had good academy players, all right? They really have. Um, and some of those have worked out up to a certain point, and some of them haven't. Uh, so you can pour more money into it, certainly, but developing players is expensive. And for every 100 players you develop, you might get one or two guys who are really sort of that top-notch, upper-level um, but for the most part, if you're the LA Galaxy, you spend money on those spots. Uh, and so, you know, in, in most cases, the world-class talent, even if it's a little bit more on the mature side, uh, outpaces what some of those younger kids can do. And maybe those younger kids eventually will find a place and be really successful. Ari Lasseter is a great sort of example of that, right? And you see him being successful for Miami. Um, so again, it's about time to develop and all these other things. There are there are routes and trails that usually front offices put together and say, this guy is our number one. It's our job to get him as many minutes and make him develop. Where can we put him to make sure that this happens, right? Maybe sometimes those guys get pressed up to, to the senior team. Look at guys like Jalen Neal, where it's like, we have we want him to develop. And this, I you know, I had this conversation with Greg Vanny, which was, we want him to develop. He's going to get his chances, but we also want to make sure he gets minutes. So we don't want to keep him up here on the first team. We want to make sure he's getting minutes down at LA Galaxy 2 as much as possible. And then there will be opportunities. And Greg was adamant whenever I talked to him about Jalen and Marcus. And he was sort of saying, they're going to get their opportunities. Maybe it wasn't last year, right? And maybe we could point to that as being a fault with Vanny. Um, but also I think that we can look at that and say, maybe Greg, Greg Vanny's idea of development wasn't just about last year and maybe it's over the next couple of years. Right. So that's where we're, uh, that's where we're going. 
that's where we're 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 sort of sitting. So watch for Josh Drack, see if that goes through and all those things. We'll see whether or not and we can talk to Greg Vanny about, you know, all these things. I always that usually they're a little more willing to talk whenever, you know, things have already happened and, and they can talk a little bit more about the deal, but we'll we'll try to get Greg on here uh shortly and 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 fix all that. Again, schedule drops tomorrow. Uh, I imagine it's going to drop sometime tomorrow morning in there. Um I will I think I have meetings like all day, so if you don't see anything from me, don't worry, I'm still alive. Um but I'm I'm working there and then as of right now, I think we'll come back on Thursday and at least have a short show where we talk about um, the schedule and any sort of highlights that we have there. And then that's it. So Thursday is our last show before basically the new year. Uh, we will be back that following um, you know, week after. Uh, let's see, January 1st is a Sunday. We'll probably be back on January 2nd, that Monday night. Um, perhaps. It might actually be that Thursday. I'll have to talk to talk to the boss and figure out what we're doing and where everything's going because I know we're going to have plans for all that. But we're there. I mean, the preseason is less than is 19 days away. It's less than 20 days away. Um, the LA Galaxy and everything sort of folding. So it's expected to ramp up. It's going to ramp up more and it won't be as exciting because I don't think there's going to be as many signings, but it's going to ramp up right around the time camp starts. That, that certainly feels like everything is going right. Yeah. And somebody said and the super draft, right? The super draft is coming up as well. Um, and so, I, you know, if you're <laughs> it's really hard for me to get excited about the super draft anymore. Is that we talked about it a little bit last week, whenever I was on Thursday scrambling for things to talk about. I'm like, let's talk about the super draft. I'm, I, I really do like, I really do like the, the super draft, um, which takes place on uh, Wednesday, December 21st, right? Um, three rounds with St. Louis in there. I really do like the idea of it. And if that's how we develop soccer players in the United States, that they would have to come through the collegiate area. And there's still going to be, probably a handful, maybe five to 10 guys who will make impacts in this league this year. Um, and so I'm really, it's really interesting to me to sort of see what priorities the LA Galaxy have, where those guys go. Typically, it's been down to LA Galaxy too. Remember Farai Mutatu last year actually signed to a first team contract um, and then wasn't eligible to play uh, in the United States. So again, there's still questions about him and I'm sure we will ask about that again. I'm sure Greg Vanny can't wait. Um, so, it, you know, the draft is very, very low pressure. Uh, it does not make or break your season uh, unless maybe you have one of the top five. You, then you can get a really good player probably. Um, outside of that top 10, you can get some some good backups and some different things. But, I mean, look at the LA Galaxy's draft players. Even the guys who have been drafted and been given first-team contracts have not panned out for them. Um, so I just, I just don't see a lot of value for a team like the LA galaxy who loves to spend money. I do not see a lot of value in that. All right. All right. Uh, feel the berm. It's like a normal draft, but super more super. Yeah. LA galaxy legends like Nacho Maganto, Tommy Meyer, Tommy Meyer though, gr- a really good defender. And I know people are going to be like, no, no, Tommy Meyer was a good defender. Uh, Tom smart, of course. Um, it's going to be, it's going to be something. It's going to be something that's for sure. So that's coming up on Wednesday. So, uh, we'll have something to talk about on Thursday. Is there anything else that we need to talk about? I think that's probably it. That's good enough for, for a Monday night with, uh, in the, in the preseason, everybody getting ready for Christmas and the holidays, happy Hanukkah to everybody out there already celebrating, um, and the Christmas holiday coming up, a Kwanzaa coming up. Um, so all those things are right around the corner, uh, for everybody. So I hope you get to spend some time with family. Uh, we'll be back on Thursday night for a little show that'll talk about the schedule. See if somebody wants to join me this time, instead of just me talking endlessly, somebody needs to tell me I'm an idiot, uh, you know, on this show. Cause it hasn't happened in a while. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see if we can do it. All right. 
<sighs> that thing. Well, I'm, I'm done. I don't want to say anymore. Uh, if you're looking for me on Twitter, it's at Jay Guessman, J-G-U-E-S-M-A-N, and of course, at Galaxy Podcast. Head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com for all the podcasts. Any of the major breaking news that I feel like writing an article about it will be up there as well. So a lot of stuff. Kevin Baxter coming back to the U.S. We'll have him back next time we go live for a Corner of the Galaxy from the box. Excited to have him back. Certainly want to hear about uh, Qatar and everything he wants to tell us. Uh, and then we'll uh, get rocking and rolling to sort of feed you back into this season, which is rapidly, rapidly approaching. Coachella's out there as well. So a lot of stuff coming up. All right. Uh, I think that about does it. My name is Josh Kessman. You've been listening. You've been watching to Corner of the Galaxy from the box on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Have a great one, everybody. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. Fans, we thank you for listening. And we ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo. And on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everybody.